is the Talking Sports Podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rocco Trumpor. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, and Antonio Williams, running back for the Buffalo Bills. Antonio played his college ball at Ohio State and North Carolina. Antonio went undrafted in the 2020 NFL Draft, but was signed by the Buffalo Bills, my favorite team, immediately, and spent his rookie year with them. Antonio appeared in one game, rushing for 63 yards, and rushing for two touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins in the final regular season game. Antonio, it's a pleasure to have you on, and we really appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely, man. Glad to be on. Glad you guys invited me. Yeah, I'm excited. And please don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Links in the description. And uh, drop a like, comment. Really appreciate it. Yeah, as well as our Twitter, Instagram, all stuff, Antonio's, Instagram and Twitter will also be in the description. So drop him a follow, support. Uh, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, go support him. If you're an NFL fan, go support him. Okay, Antonio, we're going to dive into some questions right now. Okay, first question. What motivated you to transfer from Ohio State to UNC? And was it the fact that you're from North Carolina or was it bigger than that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, I was at Ohio State. I played a little bit, good bit my uh, sophomore year. So my last year at Ohio State. And my uh, mom and dad were actually going through a pretty bad divorce. Um, and also the, uh, my grandparents' health was declining a bit. Um, so I wanted to get back close to home. And obviously, you know, I'm from North Carolina. Um, getting back in North Carolina, that was something that was big for me. So I played into it. Uh, but, you know, I was, I was extremely happy to finish my career at UNC. And was, was there any, like, particular coaches at UNC or anybody that kind of, like, um, attracted to them? Because I know, I'm assuming they recruited you out of high school. But obviously, you chose yeah. the Ohio path. But like, was there anybody that was like connected to UNC, like coaching wise? Yeah. So uh, Larry Fedora, he was the head coach at the time, no longer there, but uh, he was a uh, first coach to offer me in co uh, as a college. And um, you know, he always kind of held a special place in my heart. Um, so I knew if anything did happen and I ended up leaving Ohio State, I'd probably end up at uh, North Carolina. Um, but uh, yeah, and then the running backs coach, he's he just took the job at Alabama. Actually, Robert Gillespie, he was a great Great coach to have at UNC, um, and uh, he had a big influence on me coming back home as well. And that's awesome. I'm a Virginia Tech fan, so I'm not a huge UNC uh, tournament, <laughs> but, hey, what they're doing right now is pretty cool. Absolutely. I'm happy to see the program going in the right direction for sure. And then going more into the NFL route, like how was the preparation leading into the draft, and was there, like, any specific team that, like, stood out to you in pre-draft interviews? Like how was that whole process? Yeah, it was fun, man. Unfortunately, I didn't get to experience the entire thing due to COVID. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't really know exactly how the process truly is. But, um, you know, I had a great process. I trained down in Atlanta at Chip Smith Performance. Um, I had a really, really good pro day. And I think it uh, uh, answered a lot of questions that some teams had about me. But I talked to a good bit of teams, uh, specifically the Bills and the Giants. Uh, I talked to the Chargers, the Bears, uh, the Saints, uh, the Dolphins. Uh, so I had a good amount of choices to choose from once uh, I went undrafted and was able to decide on a team I wanted to go to. So, you know, I was definitely lucky to have those options for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, obviously, unfortunately, you were undrafted, which happens to a lot of people, and that's mm -hmm. the process of the NFL. But, like, what was that experience uh, like for you, not knowing that you weren't drafted, and then like, what teams did you talk to uh, before signing with the Bills after you went undrafted? Yeah, it was uh, – it was – you know, I was kind of – I expected to go undrafted. Me and my agent had talked, and that was kind of what we kind of knew would happen. Um, but 
you know, we knew that I'd have some spots I, I would possibly land at. And once the draft concluded, it was uh, the Bills and the Giants. They were really the last two teams that I kind of kind of broke it down. And I was like, these might be my best landing spots. Um, and obviously, I chose the Bills and couldn't be happier, man. I'm, I'm extremely happy to be a Buffalo Bill, and I'm excited for what's in the future for us. Yeah, that's awesome. And you, you said you expected to go undrafted. Did you just, like, hear that from teams, or did you just get that feeling? Yeah, kind of both. And uh, I, I feel like if I would have left my junior year, I would have definitely got drafted. But, you know, I ended up having some uh, an eight Achilles issue my senior year where I wasn't able to play as much. I didn't tear my Achilles or anything, just had some really bad tendonitis. Um, but I wasn't able to play as much, so I know my uh, draft stock went down a bit. Um, but, yeah, we, we kind of expected it from that. And like, so we all know like the NFL is a business. So like, how did you stay motivated after being cut and like keep your head up and yeah. your goal of playing in the NFL? Yeah, you just never forget why you're doing what you're doing, man. And, um, you know, it's easy to give up. It's easy to, uh, it's easy to say, you know, I tried, but it, you know, when, when do you say, when, when is you tried enough? You know, when do you know to stop? Uh, so for me, I didn't, I knew I had a lot left in the tank. I know that I still have a lot left in the tank. So I wasn't ready to hang it up yet. Um, and, you know, I kept my head down and just kept working, man. And, you know, things worked out. I signed a futures deal for this next the next two years and all that. So, you know, I'm hoping to uh, make a, a big splash and help the team as much as I can this next season. Yeah. Kind of going off that, um, did you have, like, after you got cut by the Bills the first time, did you talk to anybody, any, uh, any other teams besides the Bills? Or, like, did yeah. they tell you that they were going to sign you eventually just – at this point, it wasn't right for you. Yeah, no, I, I definitely spoke to some other teams. But, you know, in my heart, I really and truly felt like Buffalo was the spot for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I waited it out and had the opportunity to come back to Buffalo. And definitely think it paid out in the long run. What – this is kind of more from, like, a college to pro aspect. Um, what did you feel was, like, the biggest transition from college football to the NFL? Uh, the, the, the self – the self-maintenance, I'd say, because in the NFL, it's, you know, you're a professional. You got to be a professional. You got to know how to take care of your body. It's not demanded upon by the coaches like in college. Everything's not mandatory. You know, what you do for yourself is, is, is how successful you're going to be in the NFL. Uh, you see guys that are extremely successful and they live in the training room. They're always taking care of their body. Um, they're always eating right. Um, so that, that's the biggest thing, man, because in college, you can get away with it a little more. But here, everybody's elite. Everybody's good. Um, and you got to do something to separate yourself. And those guys that take care of their body the best, I believe they're the ones that separate themselves. And was there like a specific wake up moment, like in the locker room, on the team, in the game, like a moment that you're like, okay, now I'm officially in the NFL. Like you didn't expect this, but it hit you right in the head. I, I wouldn't say so, man. And that's the weird part that I was kind of <laughs> waiting for. It's, you know, I've always, I've worked for it since uh, I think I decided in about sixth or seventh grade that my goal was to make it to the NFL. And, uh, you know, for me to make it there, I was like, all right, now it's time to really work. Um, so, you know, I got there and now I'm, you know, I'm just working, man, to be the best version of Antonio Williams that possibly is. Uh, hopefully that's the next elite running back in this level. Yeah, that's a, a goal that JR and I have never, <laughs> ever come close to. Or maybe when we were little, we had a chance. But at this point, both being sophomores in college and just looking at us, it's just not, not going to happen at this point. <laughs> yeah. And and then, like, coming into Buffalo as a rookie, like, in the locker room, was there, like, a specific teammate that really, like, impacted you and, like, really became, like, your mentor in the locker room at, on the Bills or even around the league? 
you know, the Bills, the Bills are built so well with the the right vets and the uh, I mean the right uh, I wouldn't even call them vets yet, the two, three year players. Um and they they're just so everybody's just so they want to see the team be successful and they do whatever needs to be done in order to um help that out. So uh everybody kind of has a hand in what you got to do and they'll they'll teach you the ropes if you ask. And now I wouldn't say there was one specific player, but uh it, it, as a team entirely, it's just really good. A great organization, honestly, to 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 learn from. And like how was like the running back group with like Devin Singletary and like Zach Moss? Do you have like yeah, a good those, with them? Yeah, those are my dudes, man. I, I'm ready to get back to Buffalo and see him and uh, get back to work with him. And honestly, I'm super excited for what's coming for us, man, because I think I think, you know, our running game wasn't what it should have been this last year, but I definitely think we have the potential and we have the uh, the guys that can get it done. Yeah, being a Bills fan, watching, obviously, every game, the playoff games, our running game wasn't what people wanted. Obviously, there's been a lot of uh, critics about our running game from, like, the national media, a lot of Bills fans that maybe think we need more running backs, different type of running backs. But uh, I like Zach Moss. I like Devin Singletary. And obviously, uh, watching you was fun, that Dolphins game. But – was talking about that Dolphins game, what was going through your head as you finally got your first NFL opportunity against the Dolphins, and how did you prepare uh, for that game? You know, I prepare every practice like it's a game um, because you never know when you get that shot. So for me, it was go out there and just do what I do. Um, and I just kept reminding myself that, you know, it's football. You know, you've been doing this your whole life. You're at the level you want to be at. Go have fun. Um, go be powerful. Go be explosive. Go be everything that you are in a running back. And uh, show show everybody who you are. Show show the world Antonio Williams. And uh, that was my goal. And the biggest thing also was to make sure that we secured that win, man. Uh, I know we were up by a good bit, but still want to go out there. It's the NFL. Anything can happen, man. Uh, so just make sure we go out there, secure that win, um, do what I can, and uh, you know put my put my mark on that game. And I definitely think I was able to do that. Yeah, put your mark. You got two touchdowns, man. That that, that was a that was a fun <laughs> game just because we blew out the Dolphins, who Jared doesn't like, I don't like, but you scored two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. How was it? How did it feel to score? Obviously, your first professional touchdown, and you added another one. Yeah, it, it was it was great, man. And uh, I still got the ball and everything, obviously. Um, but it was huge. Uh, I know my, all my family was able to watch on TV, and they saw everything. And, uh, you know, it felt good, man. But definitely don't want those to be the last two. I think we're going to have a lot more, so we're going to keep working for it. A funny thing is my dad, who was watching the game with him, he was not a, he was not a Bills fan, didn't know who you were. Obviously, I knew who you were. And he was like, who's this guy? This guy's running great. He's like the best running back I've seen in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, you looked you looked like a uh, for sure starter. And I know after that game, people on Twitter, Bills fans on Twitter were like, man, we got to get Antonio Williams in the starting lineup. And I agree, man, you looked like a different thing. Uh, this is also a fun question uh, about, like, celebrations. Do you guys ever, like, practice your celebrations, like, before the game, like going. So some guys, but not not most. Like I don't really have a celebration, man. I'm a, I'm a get in the end zone. That's my job, and I kind of get keep it going. But um, a lot of guys like Diggs. I know Diggs has so many celebrations, man. I love him, but uh, but now uh, I think he it's, Diggs probably has them planned out. He doesn't really tell anybody. He just kind of does it. But some guys have them planned, other guys don't. And uh, I think it's just depending on. Depending on how they feel they're going to do in the game. If you think you go score, I'd, I'd plan something out, you know. Yeah, yeah. watching Stefan Diggs play, you kind of feel like he's the type of guy to have himself. <laughs> you, got some, you got some swag. Absolutely. <laughs> and we all know, like, Josh Allen took remarkable progress this year. Um, MVP candidate, basically. Um, I know he's still young. So, like, how is he – and you're young, obviously – 
So how is he as a leader and like a teammate and like throughout the year with the offense? Yeah, best teammate you can ask for, man. Josh is such a great guy. And uh, when you got a guy with that amount of ability and that skill set and, you know, the organization puts their faith in that guy like that, you know, he, the leadership just came with it um, and he has it. And uh, I think it's just going to continue to grow. And I think the, the even, I mean, even off of the great leadership he had this last season, I think it's when he continues to progress with his leadership, we're just, you know, we're going to go as far as Josh takes us, I think, at the end of the day. And I think um, I think he's going to take us very far. And he just keeps going in the direction he's going. It's going to be exciting in Buffalo, man. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely playing re really good football. Was there, like, any fun stories that come to mind when you first met him or, like, throughout the year? I, like I mean, I, obviously the uh, the one where I didn't give him the high five was pretty funny. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he came up to me in the locker room after that, and he was like, hey, man, you missed me in high five. I was like, yeah, dog, I was tired. So got to go sit down on the bench. But uh, then, in fact, just, he walked by me with his hand up and just walked right past me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, that's that pretty much it. But he's a funny dude, man. I enjoy him as a teammate. I enjoy him as a friend. And uh, great guy all around, for sure. That's funny. Yeah, man. Watching, like, how does it feel like you watch Josh Allen in practice? Like, we see him in the games, and obviously we've seen his progression from rookie year to his third year. But I feel like watching him in practice, like how easy <laughs> he throws that ball. Have you Like, how far can he actually throw the ball? Because people like 80, 85 yards. Has yeah. he tried just throwing it from the goal line, from the end zone to the other end zone? No, nah, he's never tried it, but I have seen him launch one about 85, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That, that, that's, that's insane. I, I don't think any of us can do it. 85 yards, is, that's a different thing. Yeah, that's a, long, that's a long ball, man. That's a that's a heck of an arm right there. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Allen. He's a funny dude on Twitter, on Instagram. His must. Oh, the mustache. <laughs> Josh Allen and the mustache. I feel like you guys would have clowned him just a little for that. He was definitely getting clowned in a lot room for that. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I remember when that, I think Diggs put that on uh, Instagram. Yeah. And I, I did, one of them. That was funny. Yeah, was funny. Okay. So, kind of flipping over to the coaching kind of aspect of the Bills. How have head coach Sean McDermott, who's done a great job with the Bills, and Brian Dable, who's done even a better job, influenced uh, your career so far? Yeah, man. They're two great leaders that want to see you do the best you can be, be the best that you can be. And, uh, you know, when I got, when I got the word that I was playing that Miami game, Coach uh, McDermott actually wrote me a letter, had it in my locker, and it meant a lot to me, man. I still have it to this day and just wishing me good luck and uh, basically saying he believed in me. Um, so when a guy is uh, – when a guy like McDermott or your head coach tells you they believe in you, that goes a long way. And that's just that's just one thing that he's done. You know, that's that's just one thing of how he is as a coach and as a person. And the same thing with Dave. Uh, Dave's is cool, man, and we enjoy playing for Dave. He, he's so creative. Um, he's an uh, offensive genius, I believe. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to continue to, to take us in the right direction as well. Yeah, like I know as we, we don't always really interact with Sean McDermott, we see him press conference uh, pregame and then like on the sideline. He seems like a really serious kind of guy, kind of follows his thing. Like, mm -hmm. how's he in the locker room? Like, obviously, he's probably not serious all the time, but like, yeah. Is, does he joke around sometimes? Yeah, he'll joke around here and there, but he's also he's a serious guy. But it's, it's to the point where, you know, you know, we're handling business, man, and that's what we're here to do. Um, but he also has that side where it's not too much. You know, he knows when to let off and when to keep it cool and, and uh, when to be serious. So I think he has a perfect balance of, uh, you know, that seriousness and the cool side, for sure. And I'm assuming you guys are pretty happy in the locker room once Brian Dable did not. I know you wanted him to get a head coaching <laughs> job. You want to support the guy. 
but Kobe said he would lock him in his house and not let him leave. Um, I didn't want him to lo- lose lose um Brian Dable. Obviously, I want to support the guy, but him mm. back for another year is going to really help this offense. Yeah, absolutely. You give us another year in the offense, continue to grow with it. There's no telling, man. You yeah. know, you've seen some big plays this past season. There might be, you know, ten times more with with year three or, or however long days been there. I'm new to it, so. <laughs> and I know. I know Pete was going crazy and like the Bills fans and Buffalo were ecstatic about your run in the playoffs, finally winning a playoff games, going all the way to the AFC championship. And that happened your rookie year. So like what was, what was the vibe in the city? And like, how does that like affect your career going to the AFC championship, your rookie year with a solid team? How do you build? Man, it was like, it was, it was exciting, man. You know, like you said, it was my first year. So I didn't know how the city was before. So I only know the city one way, and that's and that's being successful. And I don't want it to be any other way. So if I have any if I have any uh, effect on that, I'm gonna definitely do all I can for for Bills Mafia to continue to ride that wave and and feel that high from us being a successful team. Um, but but we were just excited, man. And uh, you know we're just gonna keep going up. You know there's one more game we can get to. There's there's one more win, two more wins we could have got to to do what all we need to do. And we I, I, and we're working to get those two wins this next season for sure. Yeah, and, like, what was the mood in the locker room after that loss to the Chiefs? Like, how was it, like, did you have to keep your head up? Like, what was the mood, like, in that locker room after that? Yeah, it's, you know, it's bittersweet, man. Um, You feel good because you got there. Um, But you also know we could have been further. Um, So it just added hunger, man. We're already a hungry team. So now I think it's it's a great thing because now we know what we can do. And uh, we don't need to test things out to see if, uh, if we can do this or do that. We know what kind of team we are. We know what we deserve to be, and that's AFC championship or higher each year now. So that's the standard, and I think that's what we said this past year. Yeah, I'm assuming the mood in the locker room wasn't great. I watching the game after the game, I was obviously disappointed. Uh, Absolutely. Um, that Colts game, you, almost, you guys almost gave me a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. I you, you should. I think I sweat through like two t-shirts. It was so because I've never seen my team. I was born in 2001, so I've never seen the Bills win a playoff game. Yeah, so, like, I, I was at the expectations. We got to beat the Colts and the ups and downs of that game and the Jordan Poyer or the Jordan Poyer fumble. Like, what, yeah. like on that play when obviously it was a fumble. Um, mm. You could see it was a fumble. Like, I'm assuming on the bench, you guys were going yeah. crazy. And then like the Hail Mary, I was like, please don't tell me this is going to happen again from the Cardinals. Yeah. Game. But yeah, the highs and lows of that game. Kind of, so thank you for, for, you can tell your teammates, thank you guys for stressing <laughs> me out through that whole game. No man, it's uh that's that's the NFL, man. You got you gotta be prepared for those highs and those lows and just be willing to put your head down and know what you're trying to get to in the fourth quarter. And that's to have, you know, to come out with that victory, man. Yeah, thank you, Antonio. We really appreciate you coming on. This was probably I, I would say one of our best uh interviews we've had, just the interaction between all of us. It was it was fun. They, we really appreciate you coming on. Hey man, I, I enjoy being on for sure. And you know, you know, anytime you guys want to catch up in the future, just let me know and we can make it happen. Oh, yeah, of course, man. We'll, we'll definitely uh, keep in touch. Jerry, got any things you want to say before we uh, sign off? Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much. It's been a, been a pleasure. Um, and I'm happy to see you're supporting the Yankees because that's me and people <laughs> in baseball. So, yeah. Love it, man. Okay, guys, make sure you guys like and comment and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Antonio Williams' Instagram and Twitter will both be in the description. So drop them a follow on both of those uh, platforms, guys. Until next time. This was the Talking Sports Podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rocco Trump. Thank you.